This is Undivorce Wittable, the podcast made to divorce-proof marriages. I'm Giovanna. And I'm Rance. And, and we, we are, are the, the Robinsons. Robinsons. We've been rocking together for 18 years, married for 15 years. People tell us all the time that we inspire them. We are relationship goals. And it's not because we're famous or we're fronting for social media, but because they can tell that what we have is genuine. There have been ups, crazy downs, and moments where it would have been easy to just walk away. This is a no BS podcast. We're keeping it a buck. And we're telling you all the truth you can handle about what it takes to stay together in today's world. We, we are, are Undivorced Wittable. Boom, Undivorced Wittable. We are back at y'all. We are back in your faces after a super long hiatus yeah it's been a minute life has life got us <laughs> i guess life got us but man yeah you're right because we got we just got super busy building our brands getting used to being like full-time entrepreneurs 100 percent. yeah dealing with kids you know the whole nine yeah and um trying to keep your marriage intact and doing all of that stuff that um is really incredibly important yes definitely important so we are back and one thing we now even though we haven't been recording we've definitely still been having conversations we've definitely still been saying oh man that's a great podcast and taking notes and you know all that stuff so we have definitely been staying up on what we want to talk to you guys about and things that are relevant in marriage so one thing that we discussed um i think it was last month or whatever. Um, it was actually our anniversary, and it was cool. We just kind of like was sitting down, and just like the conversation started flowing. And I was Flow. like, "Man, this is a great podcast topic." Right. Um, I wish we could just put the camera on, but um, we could not put the camera on. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't put the good, camera. Good on. things were happening. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so. Today's topic yeah. is your fruit may be organic, but your marriage is not. Your fruit yes. may be organic. Break it down for us, Rance. But your <laughs> marriage is not. Break it down for us. So, um, yeah, I came up with this classy, fancy title for this podcast, and I actually don't even know what it means. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Um, your fruit may be organic, but your marriage is not. So what we want to dig into with y'all is the fact that a lot of times, you know, we look at marriage as this organic growth thing, mm -hmm. right? It's like just, everything just is supposed to, yeah, just let it flow. So the same way that, uh, you know, it seems like organic vegetables, you know, first off, the term organic can we talk about that for a second? Go right ahead. The term organic is so expensive, and that's all it is. Right. You know, a lot of us don't have a pulse. We don't have an understanding about farming. None of us have been on a farm. A lot of us, not none of us have been on a farm, a lot of us. That was <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of us have not. We don't understand farming. We don't even necessarily know what the difference between organic and non-organic is. But in our minds, I think most of us, we think what? You plant some seeds, mm -hmm. put them in the soil, you try to cultivate whatever that is. And it doesn't matter if it's cucumbers, doesn't matter if it's tomatoes, watermelons, whatever you're trying to grow. And you don't add anything extra to it. You don't add anything extra to it. Um, you don't 
add any poisons or anything like that. You try to weed the garden as best you can. Make sure your carrots are good. Make sure no gophers or uh, um, groundhogs are out there getting into your produce. And you're expecting a nice harvest. Right. That's, that's what organic to most of us means, right? But we can do that with our fruit. But we can't do that with our marriage. But even in the midst of trying to make sure that something is grown organically, like there still has to be some caretaking. Like it's not a set and forget it type thing. Right. But well, well, you did just say, though, you know, you got to tend it. You got to, you know, make sure there's no weeds and stuff like that. So you still want to do that with your marriage. But when we're talking about organic, when it comes to your marriage, we're really talking about not just letting it just happen. Yeah. Not just letting it just go, you know. Um, right, turnkey. Not, not letting it just be like, so to speak, just like naturally what you think it's going to be and see how it plays out. Right. right? Um, so that's what we mean with the marriage when we talk about your marriage is not supposed to be organic. So how do we get to this point? How do we get to this topic? So the thing is, we were having a discussion, and I was just kind of realizing that a lot of times we as people, we find it easier to discuss our issues with our spouses with other people. Yep. So Best friends, brothers. Yes. Cousins, whatever, whoever your confidants are, it's easy to be like, girl, I wish he would kiss me on the back of my neck more. I wish he was more romantic. Girl, I wish he would help out around the house. I wish, you know, and then guys, I don't know. What do y'all say? Man, I wish you would give me head more. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I went there. Yeah, you or, went all the way there. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? She don't weigh what she used to weigh. And I'm not as attracted to her or, you know, what I'm saying they say some crazy stuff like, you know, we're not doing it enough. That's not necessarily crazy. I don't know why I said that. But no, there, crazy was the first one. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it's, it's, it's this is a real podcast. OK, it's real. You're right. It's real out here about what's going on. A lot of our listeners go to church, but a lot of our listeners don't go to church neither. So we make it real for everybody. Now, yes. what I do want to say is that oftentimes what guys are complaining about is pretty similar to what women are complaining about. Right. And, and usually we, we often think that we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. Right. But we're really not. We're really not. So why don't we feel comfortable having these conversations with our spouses instead of being so comfortable having them with, you know, our friends and everyone else that's not in the marriage? Is it because maybe you think that if I go to my spouse, if I go to my husband, I'm like, you know, baby, I need you to wine and dine me a little bit more. I need you to be a little bit more re- re, um, romantic before, you know, you want that wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So The wham, bam, wham, thank you, bam. ma'am. Yes. So <laughs> why do we feel so comfortable saying that to our friend but not our husband when he's the only one that we really need to have that conversation with because he's the one that can make those changes? And if you have that conversation with him, maybe he's not going to perceive it as a complaint. But maybe he's like, oh, okay, well, if that's what I need to do for you to get those panties off, I'm going to do whatever it takes for those panties to come off, right? Well, not necessarily. Yes, you would think that, but I think that in this conversation that we're talking about, why don't we oftentimes bring that to our spouses and significant others, right? Is because, for one, some people are definitely afraid of confrontation. 
Yes. And so for some odd reason, we have been taught expressing what you want or want to change is somehow confrontational. Right. Yeah. And so oftentimes I think we project our, our spouse's reactions. We, we like we project ourselves onto that. Oh, I don't want to say this to them because they're not going to understand. But what if they're feeling the same way you feel it? Right, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I think so. I think what needs to happen more in marriage, and this is why we were saying that it can't be organic. It can't just be like, I'm just going to let it naturally happen. Sometimes you have to make things happen. You have to plan for things. You have to set the atmosphere and the tone for certain things. So when it comes to conversations and stuff, a lot of us don't do this, but you need to look at your marriage as a business, right? So when you're building a business, and most of us have worked for somebody at some point in time in our life, you had business meetings, right? Yep. Whether it was in a retail store, you had those monthly meetings that everybody hated that you had to go to on early Sunday morning. They brought in coffee and donuts from Panera, and you had to sit around. You had to talk about where the store is, where you're making money, how many thefts you've had that month, Mm -hmm. you know, what people need to do better, different things like that. When you work for big corporations, you're brought in. Those monthly, those, those weekly meetings, sometimes daily. Exactly. You have these meetings that everyone dreads and everyone um, hates going to. And you have to talk about, you know, what's working in the company, what's not working in the company, what needs to change so that you guys can get the profit goals that you want, um, what you need to do better at. Of course, people's complaints are brought to the table so that you can make the atmosphere work, even though most of people's jobs, you don't feel like those are ever heard Mm -hmm. and that never changes. But For the business to grow and for the people at the top to understand the changes that need to be made or even look at what's working. Okay, we tried this new method. This is actually working in our business. Let's continue to do it more. Let's expound on this. The same thing needs to be done in marriages. Indeed. In order for your marriage to grow, the two heads... The two CEOs of the business need to come together on a regular basis, whether that's weekly, whether it's monthly, whether it's biweekly or by, um, you know, twice a month, whatever. You need to come together and say, okay, you know, we've been behind on bills. Maybe you need to take this. What can we do better? You know, we need to make sure that we're going out on dates more. You know, our schedules have got a little hectic and busy. What can we do more? What can we cut back on? How can we open up in other areas to make this work? For sure. Co-CEOs makes me think of this show I got into uh, called Startup on Netflix. Yo, if you guys have not seen it, check it out for sure. Uh, Ronald Dacey is the man. Um, But in that, and as you go through the seasons, you begin to learn that... um, Two co-CEOs are trying to run one company, right? And the co-CEOs oftentimes don't see eye to eye because they came from different backgrounds. They do things and go about things in different ways. I'm telling you, watch Startup. It's a good good show if you haven't seen it. Um, If you like Snowfall, if you like those types of shows, you're going to like Startup. And it makes me think about what we're talking about right now. Sometimes the co-CEOs got different backgrounds and they got different ideas and ways of going about things. And you've got to be able to 
you got to be able to co-manage. You got to be able to co-manage. One difficult thing about having co-CEOs and looking at it that way is if we're both the boss and we both make the rules, then that means that we both oftentimes can have the feel like we have the autonomy to make executive decisions on our own without considering the other one, which was the biggest problem in startup. Right. That's true. And so, all right, key advice, co-CEOs, is always consider the other leader of your house. Right. I mean, you guys have to... It's good to bring everything to the table. But, you know, every marriage is different in a sense of you got to learn what works for you guys. Got to. So let's say that one of you guys is really good with money, okay? Mm -hmm. The other one's really bad with money. And maybe the one that's really good with money, they handle all the money stuff, but they don't come to the other one for every little thing. Right. Um, They just handle it and take care of it. But when it comes to big expenses, when it comes to big purchases and different things like that, of course, I think you should talk about it to each other. Definitely should. Like, do not go buy a house and your spouse doesn't know it. And you're like, I'm going to flip it. Right, exactly. Big expense. You know, um, well, I take care of the money and I know we got it. And you don't, you know, that's that's an unnecessary argument. So, um, yeah, I feel like even within the whole co-CEO's situation, you still have your understanding of who is good at what, who handles what, Mm -hmm. but it's at these weekly, monthly, whenever you're going to have them, meetings that you bring the things that are important, the things that you've been dealing with recently, your thoughts and everything, that's when you bring that stuff to the table. Yeah, because one thing that seems to be lacking um, is intimacy. Uh, Intimacy is important, Mm -hmm. right? And intimacy is not always sexual. And we don't have this, like, I'm not getting ahead of ourselves, are we? Mm -mm. Okay, so um, intimacy is... One of those things that has oftentimes nothing to do with sex. Yeah. Um, So we started off talking about how, like, in this particular instance, people will mess around and talk to their friends, uh, brothers, sisters, cousins that that they're close to about things that they should be talking to their spouse about. So if, if there is an intimacy between me and you, Mm-hmm. then we should be able to, I should be able to know these things because imagine how embarrassing it would be to find out, and let's use sex, you know, your wife wants you to, you know, kiss her on the back of the neck more. That was the example you gave, right? All that on the back of the neck. Right. So if that be the case, how, in, how would you feel if her best friend or maybe not even her best friend, but just somebody that's in her like friend circle said, man, you ain't even kissing your wife on the back of the neck, and that's what she wants. You would feel kind of, like, irritated about that because it's like, why didn't you come to me mm-hmm. instead of telling them? Or you don't even know what your wife wants. You don't even know how to please her in the bed. Because you know Gina be talking too much. And let's talk about this. Now, I was Can't thinking, actually, Gina. this morning. She's not a real person. <laughs> I was thinking, actually, this morning, this is going to be another podcast that we're going to talk about, but I think we really need to talk about sex on a whole deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about this morning how – Especially, and we've had this conversation, growing up as a church baby, sex is so, like, you don't talk about it. Yeah, we got to have that. And I feel like a lot of couples are not comfortable having the conversation 
about sex. You know you want it. You know it's something that feels good. But if you're not being pleased in that area, you have to talk about it. You like do. you have but to. But don't, don't go. No, that's a whole episode now. It No, it is. I'm not going into it, but I'm just saying like, you know, that is one of the things that that's one of the things that you want to bring to the round table. You definitely want to bring that to your meeting. You want to you want to bring the money things because I mean, what are some of the reasons why people get divorced? Right. You know, has to do with finances, mm-hmm. has to do with um, section, sex and pleasure um, and it has to do with abuse. Yeah. Physical, verbal. Um, those are some of the main reasons why. And then infidelity is another one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. Oftentimes, infidelity is it, it can be an uncontrollable weed. Like that's why you really got to tend to your organic, to your garden, not organic and in, in a, your marriage. This is another. You got to be looking out for all those things. Right, but this is another thing. A lot of times, all of those things can be avoided through communication. Yeah, and that's why you can't you can't try to grow your marriage through osmosis or try to grow your marriage organically. It just doesn't it doesn't work. You can't set your marriage on autopilot. Right. You can't. And just having the importance of having the conversations, when you come to the round table, you come with an open mind. Yep. You know, um, you're gathering to make your relationship better. What is it that I can do? What is it that I can do better? What is it that I can do differently? You know, look at it. I don't want to say a counseling session, but being able to just come together and have these real conversations. You you mentioned the different the different topics that are the different um, some things of the, some that of the a lot of people. Stays. But I also think that one of the other things is when you look at intimacy, and it's not just about sex. Being able to come together with your spouse and have those intimate, vulnerable moments. Yep. Are important, and when you don't take the time to communicate, to talk, the time with each other, that can allow you guys to just division to come in, in yes. separation, and especially when you have children. So when you have children, you get you get to you know running around with them, worried about dinner, worried about X Y Z. You got things going on with work, and your lives become busy. And then when your children grow up and move out the house, go to college, or whatever they do, you two are there, and you're looking at each other like, I don't even know you. There's a stranger in my house. (laughs) You better sing. Took some time (laughs) to figure out. I don't remember the words, but that was a song. Yeah. And he wouldn't treat me like that. Right. It's like you look at each other, and it's like, I don't even know you. He is over here singing hard, y'all. <laughs> hard, okay? <laughs> yeah, she was killing that record. Yes, but that's the thing. Like, you you look at each other, and it's like you don't even know each other anymore. Um, what do we even have in common? And so sometimes you get to that point, and then you don't even know how you got there. So you don't know necessarily what it's going to take to get you back there. Mm-hmm. And then people just be like, we're just going to go on our separate ways. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, I think, okay, so I'm sure there's some people listening to this and they feel like, but what if I absolutely cannot have these types of conversations with my spouse? My question is, why can't you? And you know, I really want to know. If somebody really feels that way, please email us. Yeah. 
undivorcedwithablepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Because this is something that we can talk about, we can address. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can hit us in our DMs. We have an undivorcedwithable um, <laughs> Facebook group page. You can hit us, you know, privately through that to let us know. I really want to know if someone feels that they cannot have those conversations with your spouse, why can't you? Yeah. And if is you it. S- Go ahead. Oh, and I was going to ask, is it a situation where you are currently in an abusive situation and you really can't? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something else. That is that is something totally different. But if you feel like maybe my spouse always feels attacked. Or they're immature. Maybe they're immature. Maybe they don't understand. You know, I, I, I don't want to... Um, cause any confrontation so I try to avoid that so that's why I'm saying if you come to them and you look at it as a business meeting Mm -hmm. you know not an attack when you come to the round table you're coming with the open mind you're gathering to make your relationship better you're not trying to offend or attack Um, you know you gotta come with the mindset of it's gonna some things are not gonna be easy to hear from your spouse you know I struggle with that I have struggled with criticism my whole life in a sense of when someone tells me that I did something that did not make them happy, I take it really personable as though like I failed, I let them down. And I have really had to learn in marriage to not get offended and not, you know, um, lash back out because of how I was feeling, but learn to take that criticism and how I'm going to change and make the relationship better. Because the thing is, relationships are about both of you. It's not just about you. It's about both of you. How are you both going to work together to make the re- the marriage work? And you can't just be criticizing and uh, not praising either. Like, that's one yes. thing. Like, you cannot be critical all the time. What do they say? For every criticism, you give two praises? If they say that, I agree. Or two I, compliments, I, I, you know. Yeah, I, I would say there needs to be a ratio. There, there needs to be more compliments than criticism. Right. I really do feel. And I think that one thing that um, these, these spousal meetings that have helped us, and like we came, nobody told us, hey, you guys should have spousal meetings. This is something that we started doing, I would say, probably about, Four or five years into Rich our marriage. Rich is one of the reasons to get me alone so we can talk and then he can get his freak on. <laughs> Look, there's always a good reason. <laughs> yeah, nobody's objecting to, to that let's, right let's now. Let's have a happy ending to this meeting right. so then we can top it off with it and put a cherry on top. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't, even like, I don't even like nothing but cherries. You give me a whole oh my be a, a cherry uh, smoothie. But anyway. Oh um, but for real, we started having these meetings, I, I would say probably about five years into our marriage, just to be able to talk to each other. And we set some ground rules. And I think that, you know, if you've been in corporate America or if you worked anywhere or you've gone to high school, you know, when they send you home with a, a code of conduct book, those are the ground rules, right? Um, your work policies are ground rules. They, they are ground rules for how things are expected to go. And I think that when you're having these meetings, you got to have some ground rules. Like, you got to set and establish those. Uh, one of those ground rules is going to be this is a safe space. So you need to set that, that, that uh, you know, what we talk about in this meeting intimately between us is between us. So even if you got a homegirl that you talk to about everything, your sister, whatever, 
you know, hold things back from them. Everybody don't need everything. Right. Establish some ground rules, you know, that what is talked about in this meeting is to be uh, constructive for our marriage. And it's not anything other than that. Like set a set four to five of those things. It doesn't have to be a lot of them, but you just got to do what you got to do so that y'all can have uh, production because production is what you want. But these me- these meetings are not just for you to sit back and say, hey, I need you to do this more. I need you to do this better or anything like that. These meetings are also an opportunity for you to talk about your goals, your desires, what you want. Because a lot of times we can get busy. You know, maybe you're up for promotion at work. Um, Maybe you need to, you know, put in a little bit of extra hours at work so that you can really go after this new um, position that's going to open up. Um, You know, this is an opportunity for you to talk about things you want out of life. Maybe um, you want to start traveling more and you're like, okay, we need to come together so we can talk about the places that I want to go. How we're going to make this work with our family. Are these going to be vacations we take as the whole family or just just the two of us? How are we going to set aside money to do these? This is an opportunity for you to talk about your goals, because let's be honest, when you're married, you're not the same person. You don't have the same outlook on life. You nope. don't have the same goals in life nope. and the same desires that you had when you first got married. Uh-uh. And so as you're changing, you need to let your spouse know, you know, about these changes. You need to have a, a time where y'all can come together and yes. talk about them. So, Especially like if you two, when you first got together, neither one of you guys were travelers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe... I, as the husband, started seeing more and more people talking about traveling or people that I'm working with, you know, they're starting to take trips and I'm starting to get curious. Right. But we were homebodies, but maybe I'm not so much anymore. Or maybe you were just more of by the book. You know, you had a regimen schedule um, that you went by and that's how you live life at the beginning. But now you're getting older. You you don't want to be so like... I'm from, you know, going from A to B and you want to be a little bit more spontaneous. Just don't want to be stuck on the West side. And then your spouse is looking at you like you start doing things differently. Like, you know, you popping up at home, you going to places you didn't normally go, you doing things you didn't normally do. And they're like, what is going on? Are you cheating on me? Is something going on? No, I just want to be a little bit more spontaneous. I just want to, you know, fly by the seat of my pants now in life. Okay. But if you have these conversations, then it won't come as such a shock to your spouse of why they're all of a sudden changing, you know? So it's also an opportunity for you to create goals, um, talk about your desires in life, and, you know, just being better. What it, discuss your five-year goals, your 10-year goals. Don't be afraid to let your spouse know what you are feeling and where you are in life. Absolutely. I mean, man, you, you hit that. You was like jab after jab after jab. Hit them so hard, their clothes going to fall off. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes, man. I mean, that's, that's really some of the most, uh, I think, prolific advice that we can give you guys is that your marriage is not organic. Your vegetables might be. The kale that you got in your crisper right now in your refrigerator might be organic, but your marriage is not. It takes work. It takes a lot of cultivation. There's going to be some ge- genetically modified organisms oh my gosh <laughs> in the meal you know and like one of the things i thought about earlier you was on a roll so i ain't stop you but um it's so funny when we talk about okay why can't a person have these discussions 
And sometimes, and here's what not understanding or have not having an understanding spouse looks like. So um, sexual intimacy is a big one. You can't, so let's say a couple, one of the uh, parties is insecure. One of the parties is always questioning. And so if sex is almost like a meal to me, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So organic, we're talking about, Vegetables are organic. Your fruits may be organic. You have to get a recipe for something to eat. So when your spouse comes home excited about a new recipe, you guys are going to try it. Mm-hmm. Oh, where'd you find this recipe? Mm-hmm. Oh, I found it on Better Homes and Gardens, um, and it's a, a fruit salad that I want to use. Oftentimes, if you created a, a, a judgment zone where if your spouse comes home with a new recipe and they say, you know, I want to try this new thing. That ain't like too freaky. Like I'm, I'm not saying you know go all the way over to the super freaky side. But if your spouse, if you, if you feel like okay, if I tell my spouse that I learned about this from reading Cosmo magazine, am, is it going to be an argument? Are they going to think I'm cheating on them? Are they going to think that I'm seeing or having inappropriate conversations at work? So that's what we're talking about with the intimacy in other areas. It they actually kind of move together right you know like in a in a garden or in a on a farm they try to keep everything sectioned off they keep the land tilled they keep rows of corn as rows of corn Mm -hmm. green beans aren't grown with the corn but the difference is on this side of things intimacy in some areas will lead to you feeling comfortable to be talking about things in other areas so keep that in mind like that's something that you want to do um sex is always the easiest thing to talk about between marriage married couples because it matters a lot more than I think people give it credit for. So, yeah, because I mean, when you're, when you're active and enjoying sex and definitely, you know, having it, it allows you to be more connected. It does. You know, you almost become like one mind. Yes. And that's why it's so important to be on one accord when it comes to that and be able to fulfill your spouse's desires and needs. You know, it can't be just the man getting his and you're not getting yours because that's not where the intimacy is created. Or it can't be like the roadrunner. I don't know if y'all remember the roadrunner and the coyote. The the coyote can't always be chasing the roadrunner in a marriage. That's true. It can't. Like, I can't always be chasing. Because mm-hmm. niggas get tired. Okay? <laughs> and after so long, nobody wants to keep running up through the canyons and up through the on the roads and all that, trying to trying to get your spouse, and all they doing is meet, meet, and they moving on. Uh-uh. Okay? Not the meet, meet. <laughs> the meet, meet. But this is, this is, so this is getting more into the conversation, the okay. podcast that we need to have on sex, because that's yeah. all of that. Needs to go in there for real. So we're gonna we're gonna cap we're it gonna right here. We're gonna keep that. it. We try to keep these podcasts at about thirty minutes because I don't know. I feel like that might be a sweet spot. I see some podcasts they go for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't have attention span for that. Because um, then I, I'll listen, but then I I stop listening. So yeah, this is good for like a drive home. You know, running errands. Drive home, running errands, or you chilling, you got your headphones in. I just got AirPods recently. Cooking dinner. I just got some real AirPods. I had some some um some unauthorized AirPods <laughs> and they didn't work the way that these ones I got, these new ones. And so this is not a sponsorship. I'm just telling y'all that these AirPods are the bomb. Keep them in my ears on accident all the time. 
And so but he can listen to stuff. And I don't know what he listening to over there. Uh, yeah, she don't want to <laughs> listen to stuff. I'm just, I mean, I know, don't. How many I country don't. Wayne videos is she gonna want to yeah, listen to? I, so, yeah, I um, start hearing words and accents. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm, mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just so pop that in, man. We we've done some things. We tried to improve some things, some sound, sound quality, audio, um. F- to elevate your listening experience. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but also making time out of our busy schedule um, to hit you guys with a little thirty-minute, you know, entertainment information. Because people once a week, people man, y'all be showing us love on the podcast. Like it, it's still to this day, people are talking about the some of the original ones that we did from the beginning, and so it's just so dope to know that. Um, these make a difference for y'all, and so we're going to be consistent, <laughs> and we're going to keep this going and try to make Undivorced Widable a movement. And so um, here's a couple of things that I'm asking you. Let us know. Get on our Facebook page. I know we got a Facebook group, but it has not really been active. So Facebook page, if you will, Undivorced Widable. And let us know, for one, if the audio improvement has been good for you, what you think of the topic, and if you want, if you have topic suggestions, things that you are really wanting to talk about, please do that. Let us know because all we can do is we can come up with topics, but if it's stuff that, that you guys aren't resonating, it's not resonating with you, uh, we want to make sure that Undivorced Whittable is a place that you feel like you can come to maybe get not necessarily, maybe get some answers, but at least get some different perspectives on some things. Uh, look at us like we your homies, your married friends, all right, that uh, just want to make your life better because we care about what's going on in your house. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I think that's all for today. That's the episode. Be sure to tune in next week. Next week. And we got a good one. You guys are definitely going to want to tune in next week, too. You know it. I'm, I'm going to sing next week, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what, because it's spontaneous, extemporaneous singing, but there shall be a song. Get your ears ready, you guys. Boom, boom. All right. So, uh, oh, yeah, the last thing, but not the least thing, the most important thing, pass us on to some people that you know, whether they are married or engaged or in a serious um, relationship, monogamous relationship, pass us on. If you think that what we do has benefit we need you to pass us on. We're trying to grow this podcast. Growth. Yes. Growth. Yes. Growth. Growth. Growth in Jesus. I'm going to say, you sounded like a preacher over there. Growth. But yes, definitely. Growth. I ran into a man um, at the coffee shop the other day. It was so weird. He just looked at me, and he, he was telling me how he's been with this woman, and should I marry her? And I'm like, dude. What? Oh, he noticed my wedding ring. That's what he said. He noticed mm-hmm. my wedding. He said, you married? He said, yeah, I've been in this relationship with this lady. And I wonder if I... I said, how long y'all been married? I've been together. This man said, 17 years. Oh, bro. His son even said, when you gonna marry mom? I said, sir. Look, son, y'all old got enough kids. to make adult decisions. Right. Y'all got kids. You need to... What's, what's taking you so long? I mean, basically, he said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I said, but there's broke, a lot bro. of benefits... That come with being married. I said, you die, she ain't got no say-so. DMX. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, there's more than just the fact that you put a ring on it. But I told him about, about um, 
Yes. I told him about, you know, our, our podcast, too. It was an opportunity because he just hit me out the blue. I'm like, okay. Um, so I told him about the podcast. I said, listen to it. You know, there might be some things. I think we had talked about it talked about it before. So, yeah, it just let me know we got to get back on it. We got to be here. You know? I feel like we're here on a mission for a reason, man. And, and, for sure. Um, you know, we're just glad. All right. So that's we done gone five minutes over our 30 oh talking to y'all on the extras. So um, we're going to see you on the flip. Check back with us next week. Undivorced Wittable. Once again, share us, like us, um, talk about us, talk to us, all those things. And we will see you next time. Bye. Peace.